people told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to episode 47 of Rapsa Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel Cellio, here with Adam Kasucci. And today we are bringing back another Origin Stories episode. Last week we did Aaron Baines, and this week we are talking about two new signings, Alex Len and DeAndre Bembry. So first off, I'm going to start with Alex Len. I'm going to preface this by saying it's a lot of difficult Ukrainian names here to read. A lot of stuff that I'm probably going to screw up, but I'm going to try my best, so just roll with me. So Alex Len was born on June 16, 1993 in Antrast, Luhansk, Ukraine, to a mother named Yulia, who ran track early in her life. Growing up, Len participated in gymnastics and liked watching Jackie Chan films. As a young gymnast, Len was trained by Oleksii Stepanenko, who had also trained Olympic gold medalist Ihor Korobichinsky. He started playing basketball at the age of 13 and later attended the Dnipotrevsk Higher College in Ukraine. He played for the Ukraine national team at the 2009 FIBA Europe Under-16 Championship and the 2010 FIBA Europe Under-18 Championship, where during that tournament he was 4th best overall scorer and 2nd best rebounder and best shot blocker. Following the tournament, uh, Len joined BC Dnipro of the Ukrainian Basketball Super League for the 2010-2011 season. Len was recruited by Maryland assistant basketball coach Scott Spinelli, and he eventually did, Spinelli was able to lure him to Maryland. Uh, Len underachieved in his freshman year, averaging 6 points, 5.5 rebounds, and 2.2 blocks per game, but showed lottery pick potential after serving a 10-game suspension as the, at the beginning of the year due to NCAA amateurism issues resulting from his play with BC Dnipro, the European club from his home nation. Len opened his sophomore season on November 9, 2012, against the reigning champion Kentucky Wildcats, led by ESPN's number one recruit, Nerlens Noel. Len overpowered Noel throughout the entire game, scoring 24 points with 12 rebounds and 4.1 blocks, while holding Noel to 4 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 blocks, although Kentucky won the game 72-69. Following the game, there was talk that Len could potentially be a top-five pick in the upcoming draft. On January 16, 2013, Len ended up scoring 10 points and grabbing 6 rebounds, including a game-winning shot with 0.9 seconds in the game to get a 51-50 upset over the number 14th North Carolina State. On February 16, Len again played a starring role, leading Maryland to an 83-81 upset victory over the top-ranked Duke Blue Devils. Len put up 19 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 blocks, while holding Duke Stars senior Mason Plumlee to 4 points. He went on to average 11.9 points per game in 38 total games that season. Then on April 14, 2013, Len decided to declare for the 2013 NBA draft. He was projected to land in the lottery, with some experts projecting him as the number one overall pick. On May 3, 2013, Len ended up getting surgery on his left ankle that resulted in him being out for around four to six months. This led to Len being selected fifth overall by the Phoenix Suns in the draft. He was the first Phoenix Suns player to be taken in the top five of the draft since Armin Gilliam in 1987. Due to his ankle surgeries, Len did not join the Phoenix Suns for the 2013 NBA Summer League. And when deciding to choose a number, he went with number 21 for the Suns to honor Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan, his favorite players. On July 12, 2013, Len had surgery on his right ankle due to a stress fracture. 
He signed with the Suns on August 29th, 2013, and was cleared to practice with them by early September. Len made his NBA debut on November 1st, 2013, at home in a close victory against the Utah Jazz. He sat out seven games before returning on November 19th against the Kings. However, a day later, he re-injured his left knee and missed over six weeks before returning on January 7th against the Chicago Bulls. In July 2014, Len joined the Phoenix Suns for the 2014 NBA Summer League. In his Suns' first game of the Summer League, he recorded six points, six rebounds against his Golden State Warriors before fracturing his right pinky finger and was then ruled out until training camp. A day before the Suns' first preseason game of that year against Brazilian club Flamengo, Len fractured the same pinky yet again, forcing him to be sidelined once more. He returned to action two weeks later in the Suns' preseason game against the Clippers on October 22nd. On October 31st, 2014, Len recorded his first career double-double with a career high in points and rebounds with 10 and 11 respectively in the Suns' 94-89 win over the San Antonio Spurs. On November 17th, he scored a then-career high 19 points in a 118-114 win over the Celtics. It wasn't until December that Len started his first game against the Bucks and then continued to start for the Suns until February 5th when he injured his ankle after a failed alley-oop attempt in the third quarter against the Trailblazers. After missing three games due to the injury, he returned to action February 20 to record 11 points, 10 boards, and a career-high six blocks in a loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. On April 2nd, he underwent surgery to repair his broken nose, an injury he suffered against the Portland Trailblazers. This led to him missing the final seven games of the season. In July 2015, Len rejoined the Suns for the 2015 NBA Summer League in Las Vegas, where in five games he averaged 10.8 points and 9.8 rebounds per game. Following the conclusion of the Summer League, Len began with his new teammate Tyson Chandler, as well as rival center and one of his personal favorite players, Tim Duncan, throughout the offseason. On December 9th, Len recorded a then-career-high 20 points and 14 rebounds in a 107-104 win over the Orlando Magic. On February 4th, he recorded 12 points and a then-career-high 18 rebounds in a 111-105 loss to the Houston Rockets. He went on to set a new record, a career-high sorry, in points on March 4th by dropping 31, along with 15 rebounds in a 102-84 win over the Magic, becoming the Suns' first 31-15 game since Amari Stoudemire did it in 2008. He's the team's youngest second player to record such a feat. Uh, two days later, Len recorded 19 points, 16 rebounds, and a career-high of six assists, and a 109-100 win over the Memphis Grizzlies, becoming the first Suns player to record such statistics at 22 years old, and the first since Sean Marion in 05-06, with five straight games of 12-plus points and 12-plus rebounds. On March 17th, he recorded his 10th straight game with 10-plus rebounds, and he recorded 19 double-doubles that season, finishing with averages of 9 points, 7.6 rebounds, 1.2 assists, all career highs. In the 2016-2017 season, after going 0-4 to start the season, Len helped the Suns record their first win on November 2nd with 18 points and a 118-115 victory over the Portland Trailblazers. Then on November 8th, he recorded 16 points with a season-high 14 rebounds and a 107-100 win over the Pistons. And on February 10th, 2017, he was suspended for uh, one game without, uh, without pay for leaving the bench area and entering the play during an altercation in the Suns' 110-91 loss to the Memphis Grizzlies two days earlier. Before, before I hand this off to Adam, I just wanted to comment on a lot of the stuff I've talked about. We've noticed that there's been multiple injuries introduced between his ankle, between his knee, re-injuring um, his, pink, his pinky finger twice. 
uh, it seems, and his nose, broken nose, it seems that he is a little injury prone considering this is the early years of his NBA career. Uh, we're going to get to how we, his, the rest of his career has panned out over the past couple of years, but it's just something to note that, uh, for the Raptors fan base, we're not going to want someone that's constantly injury prone or else, you know, what's the point of picking them up? Following the 2016 to 17 season, Len became a restricted free agent. On September 25th, 2017, after spending the offseason looking to get a better deal, Len signed a one-year $4.2 million qualifying offer to return to the Suns. On November 17, 2017, Len had 17 points and 18 rebounds in a 122 to 113 win over the Los Angeles Lakers. On December 16th, he had 12 points and a career high 19 rebounds in a 108-106 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. On March 2nd, he had a fantastic six blocks in a 124-116 loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. On August 3rd, 2018, Len signed a two-year $8.5 million contract with the Atlanta Hawks. On December 23rd, 2018, he had 15 points and a season-high 17 rebounds in a win over the Detroit Pistons. On March 3, 2019, he scored a then-season-high 28 points with a career-high five three-pointers in a 123-118 win over the Chicago Bulls. On April 7th, he scored a career-high 33 points, including a career-best six three-pointers in a 115-107 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. So it's great great to see, just like Aaron Baines, um, him shooting the three-ball and having great games, um, hitting multiple three-point shots, which means he's obviously capable uh, of making them especially wide open. On February 6, 2020, Len and Jabari Parker were traded to the Sacramento Kings in exchange for uh, Dwayne Denman. And finally, on November 23, 2020, Len agreed to join the Toronto Raptors on a one-year deal. So Len played for, for Ukraine's under-16 national team during the 20, uh, 2009 FIBA Europe Under-16 Championship. Despite his performance throughout the tournament, which included a 20-point outing against Israel, and averaging 8 points, 4.8 rebounds, 1.6 assists, and being the second best shot blocker in the tournament with 2.6 blocks per game. The under-16 national team was relegated under the Division B section after the tournament uh, for over a year's time. He played with the the nation's under-18 national team for the 2010 FIBA Europe Under-18 Championship. Unlike in the under-16 tournament, he participated in uh, back in 2009 Len helped the under-18 team stay in the Division A tournaments for at least another year. Throughout the tournament, Len ended up being the biggest standout player uh, for the nation throughout the entire tournament. In fact, his performance throughout the tournament led to the University of Maryland, along with a few other universities like Virginia Tech, gaining enough interest in him to get him on their team. In August 2018, Len was named to play for the Ukraine national basketball team for the first time at the 2019 FIBA World Cup qualifiers in September. All right. So Alex Len, not going to lie, not someone that I watch very closely or know much about. Uh, Definitely a backup center, somewhat even reserve, some would say. Uh, For some of his career, he definitely played that role. But as the years went on, uh, especially at Phoenix, he did consistently have 20 20 minutes a night in play. Uh, Past year, at, uh, he started at a Atlanta and then he went to Sacramento, averaged out around 16, 17 minutes of play. So he does get a fair amount of minutes, just someone that you're not really um, focusing too much on or have that much worry about when you're playing him. Oh, Alex Lenz here. So uh, his impact on the team, I don't think will be much. 
I'm going to say now, we're probably going to get into this a little bit more, but um, in terms of rotation, I think that we talked about Aaron Baines. He's, I think he will be the starter, and Boucher is going to get a lot more minutes this year. I think Alex Len is more of a roster spot fill-up. I don't think he's going to get the most amount of time. Um, he has played a decent amount of minutes over his other teams, so you know it's possible. I just don't know if anything really excites me that much about him. I know that he is a, a good rebounder. That's been seen throughout his career, even in... Um, on Phoenix early on, he's had some of those standout games where he had like 15 plus rebounds. And even shot blocking, he had a couple of games where he had a, a large number of blocks. But, uh, besides that, I don't see anything, you know, too crazy about him. The points department, it's never really been his specialty by the looks of it. Uh, can't really shoot the three ball. So I don't really see too much besides that. Yeah, when looking at Aaron Baines, like Abe said, I think, uh, it would be Baines and Boucher. Uh, f- with the top two roles of the center position and him being the third string center. But I do feel if he could, if he can uh, string some consistent performances together with the team. Um, and by that means, I mean rebounding the ball, um, with two hands, obviously, uh, be- being very strong on the glass, uh, being a-, a big defensive presence on the inside. And, uh, I think if he could stretch the, f- the floor a bit and kind of work on his three point shooting, I think he could see a bit more minutes, um, with the Raptors, I think Nurse will really appreciate that, and uh, and seeing him uh, being able to, to pick him use the pick and pop game um, and shoot from beyond the arc, which is uh, which can improve in Len's game. Yeah, I, I hope that would be the case, but I don't know about you, but I'm seeing here mostly one three a game. Uh, 2018, 2019, he did bump that number up 2.6 a game, but I do not see him attempting you know that many. Uh, it's going to be interesting, I think, with him here. Adam, do you think he's going to like have much of a role to play in this team? Do you think he's going to get some of like, the minutes like as much as Boucher or Baines? Do you think it's like still up for grabs between the three of them, or do you think there's clear winners? On paper, I do think Baines and Boucher have the advantage, especially Boucher because he knows the Raptors system. Like I said before, I, he's a long-tenured long Raptor. He knows the system. He knows what Nick Nurse wants out of him. Uh, but that doesn't mean uh, Alex Len is out of the conversation here. Like I said before, if he can get uh, get some consistent performances in there and uh, do the things Nurse wants him to do on the floor, I think he can work in, work his way at least to a backup center position. Um, I kind of compare his situation. Uh, I can spe- uh, see him uh, being used in uh, to the one Boucher was in uh, last season in that stretch in the in the Western Conference when the Raptors versus the Clippers, the Lakers, um, the top teams in the West. I think if a lot of guys are injured, I think Len can come in and and bring uh, and show his skill uh, when people are injured. I feel like even RHJ, I kind of see him uh, in that kind of role as well. Uh, last year, when guys were injured, he stepped in, and I see Len kind of being that type of guy to step in and kind of uh, help the team and uh, and string them together while their pieces are away. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that's an interesting take. Uh, I like the part where you mentioned Boucher knows, like the system knows what Nick wants because he did have that quote that just came out recently where he says, if you know Nick Nurse, you know that he likes players that are, or like the best way to fit into this system is to be positionless. And he likes to pat himself on being able to play multiple roles, being quick enough, uh, tall enough, being able to shoot. He can, you know, at the four, he can play at the five and try to just fit whatever they need him to do. Um, in terms of the word positionless. So I think that's interesting. Um, I, what's, what's, what's crazy is that we don't have, um, you know, a superstar or a high class starting center like we once did with Serge or Mark, but we have three, uh, I would say very solid, like bench centers, like yeah. Baines, 
behind, when he was behind Aiden, when Aiden was there, think of him more as a bench center. Two minutes a game, you see him more coming off the bench. Boucher, bench. So they all have like the same type of role, but um, you know what you're expecting from each of them. Like once you, like let's say um, Baines gets injured, well, you can expect Len and Boucher to just fill that spot because they bring uh, a lot of the same qualities. Or like you can expect, obviously different playing styles, obviously, but you can expect them that same mentality, same fighting for their spot, same yeah. consistency. They've all played the bench minutes before. They know how to, you know, they're, it's not like they're, they've never played this spot before. So you're getting the same thing with all three of them, really. So I think that's unique for this circumstance. Yeah, I really want to see how Len responds um, maybe to not playing uh, as much as he did on the Hawks. And even some nights I'm not playing uh, at all because I know Nick likes to keep his rotation uh, short, usually with eight or nine guys uh, per game. So I want to see how he responds and how he stays ready uh, when Nick does put him in. I want to see if he's ready to go, if he's giving his all on the court, uh, or if he's just kind of surprised to be in that situation and, and doesn't take the opportunity. So I, I really want to see what happens there. Yes, time time will tell for this circumstance. It's an interesting predicament we have ourselves in. So now moving on to DeAndre Bembry. Uh, Bembry attended uh, Rocky River High School before transferring to St. Patrick High School, where he averaged 21.8 points and 9 rebounds as a senior, earning a New Jersey All-State First Team selection and being named the 2013 Union County Player of the Year. As a freshman, Bembry won the the Atlantic 10 Rookie of the Year Award and helped lead the St. Joseph's Hawks uh, to their first NCAA tournament berth since 2008, by winning the conference championship. The team also featured uh, future NBA guard Langston Galloway, as well as Ronald Roberts and Halil uh, Kanasevic. In Bembry's sophomore season, the Hawks struggled as a result of losing four seniors. However, Bembry was a bright spot as he led the team in scoring uh, with 17.7 points per game, um, 7.7 rebounds, 3.6 assists, and 1.9 steals per game. He he was also named to the 8-10s All-Conference First Team. As a junior, Bembry was named uh, to the 8-10s All-Conference First Team, and he won the the Atlantic 10 Player of the Year Award. He led the Hawks to a second NCAA berth in three years uh, after winning the conference championship. In the title game against VCU, Bembry was at his best, scoring 30 points on an extremely efficient 13-for-16 shooting. The Hawks would go on to defeat the Cincinnati Bearcats in the first round before losing a close game to the Oregon Ducks in the round of 32. On June 23, 2016, Bembry was selected by the Atlanta Hawks with a 21st overall pick in the 2016 NBA Draft. On July 15, 2016, he signed his rookie-scale contract with the Hawks. He made his NBA debut with the Hawks, 114-99 season opening uh, win, over the Washington Wizards on October 27, 2016, recording two points and one rebound in two minutes uh, off the bench. Uh, On February uh, 2017, he twice had a season-high 10 points during his rookie season. He had multiple assignments with the Salt Salt Lake City Stars of the NBA Development League, uh, pursuant to the flexible assignment role. Uh, on September 13, 2017, Bembry was ruled out for four to six weeks after sustaining a strained right uh, triceps. Uh, on January 5, 2018, he suffered a left adductor strain, which ruled him out for the rest of the month. On October 24, 2018, Bembry grabbed a career-high 16 rebounds in 29 minutes in a 111-104 win over the Dallas Mavericks. 
On November 22nd, 2020, Bembry signed a two-year contract with the Toronto Raptors worth $4 million. Two weeks before the 2016 NBA draft, Bembry's younger brother, Adrian, was shot and killed outside of an apartment building in Charlotte, uh, trying to break up a fight. Bembry wears the, the jersey number 95 in honor of his brother, who was born in 1995. So it's great to see that uh, that he wears that number for his brother in respect. Yeah, very sad story at the end there, especially um, see his brother pass. And it's so horrible because the someone trying to keep the peace is someone that is the person that got killed in that situation. And I was going to say, you know, him being born in Charlotte, North Carolina, he has a little bit of toughness to him, that's for sure. And resilience, not not the best place there in terms of safety. And uh, his brother dying is a testament to that. Um, he was born July 4th, 1994. And one thing I, I noticed about his story, which I'm just going to blow your mind for a quick second that maybe it's meant to be that he's coming to the Raptors so in college he played for St. Joseph's Hawks then in the NBA he played for the Atlanta Hawks for four years so we got the Hawks and anyone that knows me and Adam personally our high school's bird was the Hawks that was our yeah that was our mascot so three Hawks there a little coincidence just want to point that out um, maybe it's meant to be that this guy's coming to our team yeah, it, I think with, with Bembry's younger brother as well, um, I think uh, Bembry's, I'm sure, have to deal with adversity. Um, and it, it's probably going to bring out, obviously, the best of him. And I'm happy uh, he's worked through that and uh, in an NBA position now uh, where he could show his skills. And uh, I really want to see how he, uh, how he is on this team. Um, coming from a struggling Atlanta Hawks team uh, last year, um, I want to see him uh, on a contending team um, with us. I do think he's going to be maybe in the 10th, 9th, 10th, 11th rotation spot um, with our Raptors. Uh, but once again, if people do get injured, uh, he has to be ready. He's known throughout his career historically uh, to be a slasher, um, doesn't shoot too many threes, likes the inside game. Uh, Gabe also pointed out for the video, he sees him as a kind of replacement for RHJ for this season, a little bit smaller at 6'5", but uh, I do think he can really make some impact on this team. I'm sure he brings a lot of energy, uh, seeing his highlight reel videos, and I want to see what he can bring. Very interesting pickup for the Raptors here. I totally just tried to make the mood a little, lift it up a little bit, just draw that connection between the Raptors, and he just threw it back down the pit, back down <laughs> to the depressing stuff. Um, yeah. So what I see from Bembry, I think that, like I said, I compare him to RHJ for the fact of his play style being very slash first and his defensive ability. Even though he's 6'5", he seems to have a fantastic vertical, very quick, explosive, and a good defender. He's Because he's fast, he's got good hands, picking off plays. He's able to shot, uh, block shots and grab rebounds because of uh, verticality. So that's where I see the RHJ comparison and the lack of three-ball shooting. He tends to drive, and what I like is that he's quick and explosive. We don't have... Um, too many guys like that. He reminds me a little bit about Norman Powell. If Norman Powell, like when he was younger, maybe when the jumper wasn't fully developed, he's very, he's very explosive. I, we've seen some highlight dunks from him that he's just able to fly in the air and take off. And the speed is what I like a lot. Transition plays, uh, picking up the tempo off the bench will be huge if he's on this team playing valuable minutes. Um, transition plays when we're struggling to get baskets and it's about hustle. I think that that's where he can make the most impact. Like you said, not traditionally a good three-point shooter, and I don't think we're going to see a lot of that. He's known to take somewhere between, I would say, one to two threes at most a game, usually just one, one and a half, and he hasn't been shooting them very well. 
last season for the Hawks. He shot 1.5 threes, but only 23%. So, uh, you know, that's, that's not, not good numbers there. And he was playing around 20 minutes a game, only averaging six points. So the guy's not going to make the most impact, especially in terms of scoring. What I can see from him is an off the bench, uh, energy player, just playing his defense, working hard, uh, grinding on some baskets and keeping the, the game close when we need our starters to rest. But besides that, I don't know if I see that much else out of him. Yeah, we all we could ask for is positive minutes um, out of both of these guys, uh, Len and Bembry. Positive minutes um, with Bembry. I want to see him in transition. I want to I want him to see uh, his that his transition game because usually slashers and uh, high flyers are really good in transition. Um, let's see if he can get some steals and uh, and start the fast break. Um, yeah, and I think I think Bembry's a, a good addition to the team. I just I hope he settles in defensively. Which is, uh, I think, the number one, number one priority uh, for Nick Nurse is to have the player uh, understanding all the schemes and rotations and where they need to be at the proper time. And I think that's going to be the hardest part uh, when moving to a new, uh, a new team for both of these guys, because uh, pick and roll offense I think can be worked with Len, and uh, Bembry is more of an off uh, off ball guy. So uh, I think I think if they can uh, develop those concepts, uh, they'll fit just fine in the team. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, Len, get him involved, pick and roll. He'll he'll probably pick it up. He's a been bench player, bench center for a number of years now, veteran in the league, I would say. Been around what seven, eight years more. Yeah. Um Bembry, this is going to be his fifth year coming up now. And he is still, you know, fairly young, similar to RHJ in terms of age, and that's why I kinda compared the role and what I was seeing from him. Uh, I'm not sure how well they're going to fit in. I'm hoping they do fit in well, but I am a little excited to see if Bembry can bring a spark. And Len, it's in terms of who's playing the center minutes. And, um, you know, he, I'm not as excited to see, like, much from him. Bembry, he's got a little bit more of a highlight play in him. He's fast, athletic, he's explosive. Len, it's about playing the role. I want to see if he can play the role well. And what's going to excite me is the competition. If he takes on the competition of trying to outplay Boucher and Baines for a starting spot or a bench spot. So I'm hoping that I see some nice competitiveness between the three of them. Friendly competition, of course, but obviously they, they have to earn their spots on this team, especially now that we've had such a drastic change. So I want to see that competition between the three of them. All right, we think that is pretty much it. Not a lot we could say on these guys. They haven't played the most amount of minutes, and we want to base it really off of what we see from them on the court. We don't want to base and with their time with us, obviously. We there's only so much you can talk about in the past, but now it's a matter of what can they do here. It is a new chapter for them, a new start. We want to see them to just uh, try to adapt to our play style and see how they can work best in our system. So we don't want to put any limitations, you know, too many limitations on their game. We're just excited to see what they offer. And yeah, that's pretty much it. We hope you all enjoyed. Please like and subscribe. Leave comments down below what, what you like, what you don't like, what we could do better. We, we encourage it all. You can check us out on Instagram at Rapsville for NBA news, Raptors content and more. You can, uh, check this out on YouTube or you can get the audio only versions on, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts and more. And yeah, that's us signing out. Peace. Peace.